Hello and welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. This episode's message from Graham will challenge us to lay hold of a new perspective and attitude in our day-to-day lives. It's concerning one of the fruits of the Spirit, patience. In the following clips taken from Graham's video, The Patience Advantage, on BTV, Graham delves into portraying patience correctly as the powerful partnership and tool that it's meant to be in our lives. He outlines patience as a fruit that guards us from negatives, acts as an entry point to encounter with God, and is a critical component in walking from where we are today into the outcomes that God has planned for our tomorrows. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Graham Cook. Welcome to our mentoring series here on Brilliant TV where we are continuing our unique journey through the fruit of the Spirit. We've all received so many responses from you about the new ways that you're thinking about the fruit of the Spirit and how the activations are impacting your lives. We love hearing those stories, so please do keep them coming in. This week, we're going to explore the one fruit that a few of you might have been tempted to skip Yep, it's patience. There's a lot of ground to cover, so I'm going to do this class in two parts. So uh, I remember one of my mentors saying to me, Graham, whatever you do, never, never, ever ask the Lord for patience. And many of you may feel the same way. I believed for a long time that patience was to be avoided in favor of something better, like joy or peace or something like that. Until I was involved in a really long and difficult situation. And my biggest problem was that I could not convert my huge frustration into a lasting peace or joy. In fact, every day was like some weird groundhog day of battling every negative reaction without any transformation occurring in me. And that was when I set time aside to study patience as God saw it. And what I discovered was so profound, it changed my experience of God in tough life situations. And that's what I want to share with you uh, today. In Psalm 40 verse 1, David wrote this. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. You know, patience is always part of a paradox. Two opposing ideas contained in the same truth. Patience comes in the context of two things. Firstly, the pressure of circumstances, difficult relationships, and the negative reactions that rise up in us. And secondly, the capacity to convert negative reactions into godly responses using patience as the central key in the process. Patience tells us what to avoid and what to expect instead. Patience empowers us to create space so we can hear properly and pray the right thing. I love this word that God uses, that God inclined to me. It means to turn aside and stretch out a hand. And it's a figure of God's active, sovereign involvement in our life and circumstances. When we're born again in Jesus, 
Our spirit is made alive with his spirit. And together, a new man is formed in us by that regeneration. Our spirit mingles with his spirit, meaning that we live constantly in his presence. And in the process of this happening, our soul is saved by consistently coming under the joyful rule of relationship and presence that is Christ in you, the expectation of some glorious engagement with God in your life events. So the spirit as your inner man only lives in the presence of God and is therefore captivated by who God is for us and your spirit is only vulnerable to the kingdom. I love that. Your soul, on the other hand, is the outer man which is connected to the world around us and it has a learned behavior from that realm. So your soul is vulnerable to the views, mindset and language of the world and it's vulnerable to life situations and circumstances. Now here's the thing, the soul loves God but it always wants God on its terms. The soul wants to be in control of its learning and it tries to apply truth to itself rather than responding to the life of Jesus rising up from within. So it's kind of like this, that the soul is always trying to grab some truth from the Bible and apply it to its own life circumstances. And because the soul is subject to the world, it's like subject to the, the way that the world thinks, the way that the world sees, and the way the world talks about something. So there's a line, there's a lens, there's a mindset, there's a language that the soul has learned, which is not actually good for learning how to walk in the spirit. And that process uh, has to be broken. So brokenness is the process of the soul giving up its desire for control and coming under the rule of that internal presence in the spirit through your own spirit mingling with Christ. Patience is a key part of this process because it creates space for us to draw breath and allow the inner man to rise up, captivate the soul, and use the soul as a vehicle to reach into our life situations, bringing transformational life. When patience rises up in us, it will push away any negative, allowing us the freedom to learn and to grow up in Christ in all things. David understood the value of patience in Psalm 37, verses 7 to 8, when it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who carries out wicked schemes. Uh, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil doing. You see, without patience, there is often no learning taking place. Circumstances can be prolonged simply because our negative reaction exacerbates the situation itself. The Hebrew word for patience is pronounced as cool, K-H-O-O-L, cool. That's really cool. 
and it describes the process of what to avoid and what to attract. When life situations cause you to spiral out of control or be in pain or be grieved or wounded or fearful, patience attracts a calm, restful stillness and allows us to look forward with assurance at who God will be for us and what he will do as he stretches out his hand in our circumstances. To fret means to blaze with anger or jealousy or wrath, to be incensed. And in this reaction, it's impossible to respond to God because we've already forfeited his presence. When patience is the first responder, it comes with self-control to take over our circumstances. This partnership prevents anger from occurring. Stillness allows us to forsake a negative entirely in favor of God's presence. So patience and self-control empower us to remain in God so we can learn how to receive what actually belongs to us already in Christ. I love patience because it creates a longing in my heart for the reality of God above everything else. That's the end of part one. Thanks for listening. Just take a break and ponder what you may be learning, and then you can rejoin us for part two when you're ready. Appreciate it. Hi, welcome back to part two of Practicing Patience. Hey, this is a brilliant thought to start this next segment of the class. Patience is like a brilliant traffic policeman stopping negative traffic whilst attracting something else from a different direction. Paul had this wonderful way of attracting and releasing patience into his difficult circumstances. When you get a chance, read and think about Romans 5 verses 3 to 5. Paul saw that if we count everything as joy, then we could exult in tribulation as a first response to a situation. This is possible because we know that tribulation is designed to create patience. Wherever tribulation reveals itself, patience is present to release a power that enables us to prosper and rise up in our true identity. We can value patience then so highly that we exult in difficult times, knowing that patience is an entry point to an encounter with God that leads to a new lifestyle experience. Isn't that a beautiful thought? All tribulation is designed to produce what we need in God in order to abide. That is, to become like Him and to have His confident expectation. This is a phenomenal attitude to have at our disposal. Imagine, patience knows this, that tribulation is actually a key upgrade disguised as a problem. Now that's like, that's like heaven saying, hey, this is how we see it. I know down there in your situation, you're looking at it from the ground level, but we're looking at the overall picture. And what we're saying to you is, when patience is engaged, it produces 
an expectation that means we cannot be disappointed. Paul followed up this line of thought in Romans 12 verse 12. He talked about rejoicing in hope, which is expectation, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. So patience works in two ways with expectation. Firstly, it leads to the outcome of mature, confident anticipation of good. Secondly, it attaches our rejoicing to expectation and becomes the process by which we inherit. You can, dis- you can discover this process in Hebrews 6, 11, and 12. When Paul talks about show the same diligence to enable you to realize the full assurance of hope to the end. That is the end of your particular circumstances. So that you will not be sluggish, but become imitators of those who with faith and patience inherit the promise. In patience, we get to model what Jesus would do in himself, and now he gets to do it in us and through us. We must have promises in life over things that matter. Promises for our walk with God, for our family, our friends, our calling, our work, our business, and so on. I keep a record of my promises that have come to me through scripture, through prophecy, dreams, and visions, and so on. I like to quote the one that's most relevant to the, to the circumstances that are current. Faith and patience are both dynamic attributes to have in the same situation. Patience is dynamic at resisting the negative, and faith is incredibly productive at realizing the blessing and favor of the promises in Christ. James saw exactly the same revelation as Paul. In James 1 verses 2 to 4, he says, Consider all circumstances as being joyful, knowing this, the testing of faith produces patience that guarantees we will become fully mature and lacking in nothing. So patience takes us to a level of partnership with God's presence that means we become vulnerable to goodness and inheritance. Isn't that a cool thought? So we don't ask for patience because we already possess it in our inner man with Jesus. As he is, so are we. We thank God for patience. We rejoice in God's presence. And patience rises up in us to counter any negative reaction by creating an expectant response. I like James's other great thought about patience in chapter 5, verses 7 to 8. He likens it to a farmer waiting for the seed he planted to grow. Patience allows us to be still knowing that God is in charge of growth and fruitfulness. So patience, if you like, is the seedbed for real growth in Christ because it's entirely about the delight in waiting for him, knowing that a favorable outcome is guaranteed because we are his habitation. So the partnership of patience and faith is how I've managed to stay at rest during years of health challenges. Every day I activate my faith in him as my healer. 
I present myself every day before him with anticipation. But I understand too that if it's not going to happen today, if he's not going to be my healer today, then I'm absolutely positive that he will be my keeper. I kind of like being kept by the Lord. So whether he's my healer or my keeper, patience allows me to enjoy who God is for me now. And faith keeps me focused on the outcome of being a whole and healed person. I'm not a sick man trying to get well. I'm a well man fighting off sickness every day. And the thing I love about patience is patience never sees delay as a problem. It sees it as a preparation to fully inherit the promises of God. Often the enemy doesn't wage war by using huge attacks or obvious battles. He's a crafty foe. Sometimes he will forego an overt assault and use simple everyday ways to distract us from the purposes of God. One of those ways is hurry and another is pressure. Hurry and pressure are two of his favorite devices. Many people get out of alignment with God simply because they're hurrying. Too busy to pray, too busy to worship or meditate, too busy to enjoy intimacy with God. I don't see that pattern in the life of Jesus. If ever there was a man who was busy and had the right to rush, it would have been him. He was trying to, in, he was trying to change an entire religious system and free the world in three short years. He was very busy, but he was never in a hurry. He only did what he saw his father doing. He was surrounded by people wanting many things from him, and yet he could stop and notice Zacchaeus in a tree or take a detour through Samaria to connect with a woman drawing water from a well. These days, People greatly value speed in their communications, their food service, and most aspects of daily life. We've created a generation of impatient people. It takes patience to build the important, lasting things. But our hurried nature wants an instant download from heaven instead. And while the world may be more hurried than ever before, God has not lifted the spiritual quest for the fruit of patience from off us. He knows it has too many advantages for you, and he doesn't want you to miss any of those. Every day holds gifts of patience where we can practice being busy, but not hurried. Long lines at the store, inconsiderate drivers, delays and unexpected detours, Without the advantage that patience gives us, we will rush past those key opportunities for practice and growth. We'll succumb to the earthly culture of faster is better, and we'll miss recalibrating our hearts to the rhythm of heaven. So let's renew our minds regarding patience and see it for the powerful weapon and the huge kingdom advantage that it actually is. Let's partner patience with delight, knowing how happy God is to walk with you today 
towards his outcomes of tomorrow. So download the attached activation to sharpen your recognition and understanding of practicing your patience and gaining ground above the hurry and pressures of life. Most of all, enjoy the process of becoming patient men and women of God. People whom the enemy cannot overwhelm and who allow everyone around you to have an experience of the unchanging, patient nature of God to you and through you. I hope you enjoyed this message from Graham. A few thoughts in closing. Beloved, in order to walk in the fruits of God's Spirit and inherit His promises, we learn to live in patience. Without patience, we can become subject to emotions or attitudes that are counterproductive to what the Holy Spirit is building in our lives. I love how Graham contextualized the beauty of patience in saying, patience never sees delay as a problem. It sees it as a preparation to inherit the promises of God. (laughs) I'll say that one more time. Patience never sees delay as a problem. It sees it as a preparation to inherit the promises of God. In light of God's faithfulness to us and to our journey, we can enjoy Him in the present, trusting Him as the author and finisher of our faith, loving walking with Him day to day, waiting on Him being still and knowing that he's God, we can tremendously and thoroughly enjoy that process, being confident that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Those are some thoughts from Hebrews 12, verse 2, and Philippians 1, verse 6. Patience allows us freedom from feeling the pressure to solve our life situations or attempt to guarantee our own destiny. As Graham described, patience allows me to enjoy who God is for me now, which invariably settles our heart in the assurance of his devotion towards us. Remember, beloved, how kind God is and that he is immensely good. His nature is to love you, care for you, be faithful to you, and to bless you and keep you always. When you choose to practice patience, you make way for all of these things to become tangible in your life. Enjoy the journey of increasing in patience by His grace and living a life more settled, more secure, and more still by way of trust in Him. Enjoy the thought of patience making you vulnerable to goodness and inheritance. You are greatly loved and cherished by your Father. May you relish in the journey of who you are becoming in Christ, discovering more day by day what a glorious new life you have been given in Him. Be blessed and encouraged this week, and we'll catch you next time.